Conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level introduced to you God's Word, His simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, particular Colobrain. God bless you as you listen. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints are. We are going to pray with that scripture. Asking God to open our eyes to see him, Jesus, and to hear from him. Cause me to see Jesus. Cause me to encounter him by his word. Let there be no covering at this time. Whatsoever that will stand to cover my eyes from seeing him. Lord, please take it away. Let my inner eyes be open. Help me to behold the man of Calvary. Let my ears be open. Help me to hear him speaking to me expressly. Let my heart concur with the truth that is in Christ alone. Blessed be God. I give you all the glory in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We started discussing on the kingdom way. God's kingdom way to restoration. And we first say that we can't talk about restoration without knowing that something has been lost. You can't talk about restoration without first accepting that there is something that was lost. Before we talk about restoration, the first thing we must know and settle in our heart is that something was lost. If you don't know that something has been lost, you cannot talk about restoration of what that has been lost. And again, if you don't know that something has been lost, you can't define exactly what was lost before you even engage in research. Your search might be forever. Or you might get the wrong things without getting the actual thing that was lost. And that's why God started speaking to us from yesterday and God said, first, let's talk about what was lost. So that when we begin to search, our search will not be forever. Every man created is in search of something. Is in search of something. Every man created here on earth is in search of something. And it's important that we understand very well. If we don't understand it, we'll discover we'll start searching without defining what we are searching for. And our search will be forever. That is why we have seen so many people are getting it wrong. And we are trusting the Lord. He will help us not to get it wrong this time. In the precious name of Jesus. Now we say the second thing that man lost is communion with God. Communion with God. Can somebody say communion with God? That is the second thing that man lost. Man lost his communion with God. Immediately man lost relationship he lost communion. And these are the two major kills that God wants from man. That's the reason why he created man. He created him to have communion with him, to have relationship with him, continuous communion. As he shares his thoughts with man, then man will know what his plans and purpose is. 
without struggle, without fight, things will just be walking on its own accord. I will say amen. Now, communion means the state of sharing or exchanging thoughts and feelings. So, God actually wants to share thoughts with man. So, exchange his feelings, how he feels. He wants to exchange his feelings. This is how I feel. This is my thought concerning this thing. What are you saying? But first, he said, there must be a relationship. A strong relationship. In order to effect this communion. This communion with me. Hallelujah. Now note. It is relationship that precedes communion. If you don't forsake. To have a functional relationship with the one. You want to share. Or exchange thoughts and feelings with. What becomes of you. What becomes of you. Proverbs chapter 15 verses 8. Proverbs 15 verse 8. That's why you hear God saying. The prayer of a sinner. Is an abomination unto me. What does it mean? It simply means, in other words, the communion of a sinner is what? It's not acceptable by me. The communion of the man who don't have a good relationship with me is not acceptable. That's the meaning. That anyone who wants to have an acceptable communion with me, he first establish a strong relationship with me so that his communion will not be suffering. Prayer can be suffering and fasting can be suffering in these guys. When there's no good relationship with God, if you want to commune with him, you can only commune with your friend. You can only commune well with somebody that you are in good relationship with. And two of you be flowing. Have you not seen husband and wife? They are not working together. Because their relationship is not in order. So the communion, there's always friction. There's always disagreement. They don't agree at all. The man be talking from this angle. The woman be talking from that angle. They can never share thought. They can't understand each other. Because there's something somewhere that is wrong with the relationship. There's something somewhere that is wrong with the relationship. Can somebody understand what I'm saying? Is somebody still in this meeting with me? The sacrifice of the wicked is what an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is still life. So even the sacrifice, all the offerings... All these things that you say you're doing for the Lord in the church. All the service you claim that you're serving in the church. In all capacity. Whether as a deacon, as a pastor, as a bishop. As far as God is concerned. It is first of all relationship with him. That will make that acceptable. Because it's communion with God. It's communion with God. You want to commune with God in that level. In that state. So that's why I keep telling people. And many of my pastor friends. They don't understand me. They recruit unbelievers who are not saved to be singing. They recruit them to be playing keyboards. They forgot that the gift and the callings of God is without repentance. The gift and the callings of God is without repentance. Somebody can prophesy. It's a gift. It doesn't mean that he has a relationship with God. Come on, understand the sins. Understand the sins. Somebody can prophesy. That does not mean he has a good relationship with God. It is relationship that precedes communion. If you don't forsake to have a functional relationship with the one you want to share and exchange thoughts and feelings with, then you won't get it. Proverbs 28 verse 9. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayers, abomination. Relationship. When the ears of the people turn away from him to hear him, 
even when they pray, it's not accepted. Their offerings is not accepted. Their sacrifice of service is not accepted. Because what God is seeking for, they have lost it. It is false relationship before communion of any kind. Before communion of any kind, I will say amen. So relationship and communion are not same. It is false and unbroken relationship that seals an unbroken, continual and deep communion with God. First, unbroken relationship with God. Then, you talk about unbroken communion with God. Unbroken communion with God. So what we have today, they recruit men to play keyboard, to sing, clean, clear cobwebs. They never labored over them to make them have relationship that is cordial and strong with Christ. So they look for their gifts to use it. Not knowing at the end, the Lord will push them away and said, Ye workers of iniquity, I know ye not. That's why I say here, I will not use you because you know how to play keyboard when your life is not in order. Keep your gift and go. If you don't want to stay, for we to build you up. That will be cheating. I'm not devil that deceives people. I'm not the devil, I don't deceive people. I won't need your money. If your life is not correct, your money is not needed, don't drop one naira here. If your life is not correct, your money is not needed too. If we collect it and be calling you brother and give you elder or deacon, we are killing you. We are killing you. We are wicked. We have connived with the devil to send you to hell. We should make you sit down there. Whether you are a doctor or a lawyer, because I want to help you. I want to be restored first to what you have lost. So that your communion with God will become what it should be. Can somebody say a better amen? Now, look at this very quick. The possibility of restoring is false in knowing what we lost. So the possibility of any restoration begins with first knowing what you lost. Number two, reaching out for that we lost with strong quest, deep test, all our strength power and focus for the restoration of that which we lost. So it begins with first knowing. It begins with first what? Knowing what I lost. With all my quest, with all my strength, with all my power, with everything I have, including my money. Some of us don't have a Bible. Some of us, our Bible has turned into pieces. We are talking about relationship. Some of us, we can't even invest in books for a year. A whole year will pass. I invest my money there. Because there's something I'm looking for. There's something I'm looking for. And tomorrow they'll tell you, let's pray for restoration. In Jesus' name, restoration, restoration. You can't intimidate God with prophecy. It's the prophecy himself. Who is the prophecy? God. Is somebody saying amen? So we say, after you know the next one, you search with all your strength, everything you have to restore that which you have lost. With all focus on that which you have lost, the third one is refusing to be distracted by any other thing or man. As the devil will want to offer again, even his soul to manna or nature. He will also come again to offer you all those rubbish. 
He won't come tomorrow and say, forget about this thing. Say, this deal that I've already arranged the way to work, are you telling me I will not hit the deal? God, wait, if I finish hitting the deal, I can listen to what he's saying. But if you can decide today, I catch the picture. This is one thing to live on. Only one thing. Once you get this in place, communion is restored. You hear God talk to you, God will touch you and say, Whoa, boy, shake me. You've got it. Come on, let's walk now. You see it. This one is not as if God, you know, you say God is in heaven. God is very close to you more than this person. The only problem is this thing we are discussing. In our times, if I tell people God walked in and said this to me, they are looking at me. God walked in and said this thing to you. <laughs> they imagine how did it happen? God walked in. God walked into you. Ah, this man has started. <laughs> they won't understand. But the Bible said concerning Adam, it said, in the cool of the day, God do what? God comes and said to Adam, how are you today? The cool of the day. And that is what he wants to restore. He the same God. He has not changed. You can imagine when the whole church, the children of God, all of us are like that. No pastor will do any game with us again. Don't you see their game went? If you did, God, they talk to you. Okay? Only what we'll do is to come together and fellowship. Brother will say what God told him. Brother will say what God told him. Sister will say what God told him. Pastor will say, ah, this is what God said. It is true. All our spirit is saying one thing. Let us pray. So this is what we need to catch. This is what we need to catch. Let us study this as we begin to round up. Now, we study a man called Abraham, Genesis chapter 18, verses 17 to 33. Okay, can you go back a little to 16? This was when God wanted to destroy Sodom. God wants to destroy Sodom. And he knows his God. It's only him that knows what he wants to do. He kept in his heart. But he came to a point, he said, no, I can't hide this from this man. Can you imagine when Almighty God said, he can't hide what in his heart for somebody. I can't hide what I want to do for this man. I have to tell him. Ha! La palata pranitosh. Look at this thing. And the man rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom. Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Verses 18. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him. That he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the law. To do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham. That which he has spoken of him. 20. And the Lord said. Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great. And because their state is very grievous. 21. I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their face from things and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And listen, please pay attention to what happened here. And Abraham drew near and said, 
Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Who was he talking to? We are talking about communion. A man who had what? A relationship with God. The Bible said he drew near to God and said, let's talk. <laughs> Will you destroy the wicked with the what? The righteous. 24. Preadventure, there be 50 righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner. To slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked. He said, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Look at the man talking to God. Now, I wanted to see that all the while he was talking, God was standing as center. Do you know if you talk to president or governor like that, he will tell you who are you. Is it because I came to tell you what I want to do? From today, you will not hear anything from me. But the almighty God stood and Abraham was talking. <laughs> 26. And the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. We are talking about a man. One man. Only one man. One man. Do you know as of that time the whole Sodom never knew what was about happening to them. Their life was tied to one man. You don't understand what I'm telling you. If the church has left nonsense, they are start saying what has content. You would have seen the church being great. One million of us will start and be praying. Nothing will happen. But one man who have relationship with God, he stood God and said, let's talk. Don't move. Let me finish. And God was answering him. God wasn't arrogant. God didn't say, get out. God stood. He respects relationship. He respects relationship. It is relationship that gives you power to commune with him. It gives you power to commune with him. Every day, there is no time. If you wake in the morning, you can tell him, stand, let's talk. He will say, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. 27, immediately the man digressed. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. He still recognizes who he is to God, but there's something that made him to stand there. There is a relationship. Not because of who he is, please. Not because of who he is. He knows his dust. He can't stand the Almighty God. No one can stand. But there is something that is key that kicks him to stand for any man. Relationship. Relationship. It's not Atlanta in the church. It's not bringing all the people that are singing to make us feel happy. I don't need to make anybody feel happy here. I will tell you the truth. When you grab it, it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. Peradventure, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous without destroying all the city for the lack of five. And he said, if I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. Look at what he said again. He stood in 29 and he speak unto him yet again and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty sick. He went ahead. Let's go on. 30. And he said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, 
Let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak. But adventure there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty. Do you know this is a negotiation on people's head? A negotiation on people's head. That's what we are talking about. People who don't know that if this man just withdraw himself, God will say, close the paper. In negotiation. Why did God raise the body of Christ? Why did Jesus die for us? It's for we to preserve the world. We are the ones to stand in the gap for the world. But the world are perishing. What we did again is to join to be perishing them. To join to be perishing them. Can we go on? It didn't end there. And he said, behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Preadventure, there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty sake. <laughs> Abraham stood in a gap, they won't die. Sodom will not be destroyed. Sodom will not be destroyed. Let me use what I have to deliver them. I have a relationship with you. So I can commune with you to any level. I know you will not be angry. Can we stop all this grigri prayer? And get certain things in place first. Let's pursue relationship. And make sure it's perfectly in place. So that if we're talking, it will be like this. This is the kind of communion God wants. This is the communion that God wants. This is the communion that God wants. It's not prayer and you won't hear God, God won't hear you. A whole year will pass, you won't hear God, God won't hear you. Yet, they still engage you into another one. If I pray, pray, God didn't hear me. I need to know what happened. I need to know what happened. God is not wicked. He said he's the ever-present help in time of need. You have prayed 21 days, 30 days, he has not heard. Something is wrong. Withdraw yourself to him and ask him. He'll be merciful to show you. If actually you go to him like the deer that pangs for the water brooks. If actually you go to him with the right motive. Seek it for relationship. Because there's no other thing that would be wrong. That would have made God not to hear you. And what did he say finally? That too. And he said, oh let not the Lord be angry. I will speak yet but this once. Preadventure 10 shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten sake. Why Sodom was destroyed was because even ten cannot be found. Even Abraham got tired. He said, God, go ahead. And as soon as he turned, God said, it's over. Angels, put the place on fire. Do you know it's not God that determined what happened in Sodom? It was Abraham that said, go ahead. It wasn't God. Abraham said, you mean that these people don't have only ten? Only ten? Only ten righteous? Then go ahead. I can't say any other thing. If he had pressed on, maybe God would have said. So when it comes to relationship, God cannot back himself to a man whose relationship with him is super cordial. He can never. He can never turn his back. That man becomes the one that will determine what happened to others. If the man says, go ahead, he's going there. If the man says, leave them, he will leave them. Why do you think that Jesus Christ's blood speaks so thick? Because of his relationship with his father, his blood speaks so thick that even when he wants to destroy the world, he said, no, they shed blood. You can't do that. Wait, leave them. Leave them. Listen, if not for Christ, God would have folded the world since. He will fold the whole thing and push it aside. The level of atrocity in the world has passed the ones that made him to destroy that place. The Bible talked about Sodom. 
He said, because of homosexual, that was the sin. The sin today, is it not bigger? Bigger, far bigger. We're not talking about homosexual again. Men are turning themselves to become women. They are telling God, you didn't create us well. They have stood before God and said, you don't know what you're doing. You're not a good designer. There's nothing they have not said before God. The only thing keeping this world is Christ. If not for Jesus, he would have just said, roll them like rug. Pull them out. He's able to create another world. So, it's important that we understand this. It's important that we understand this. Now, I want to say to us, please, 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 catch this. Can somebody take out some time and pray? Can you check your relationship with God? Can you just check your innermost being? Listen, if we cannot get it right, these three days, hi, ah, you have just decided to stay at the same point. Can you check your life well? Every area of your life, your dealings with people, your dealings with oversight, your dealings with money, your dealings in your workplace, your dealings, anything you are doing in this life, can you check yourself as if there's any area that is choking your relationship with God? Can you begin to say, God, I know that this area, that area, have been choking my relationship with you. No matter the gain I am taking there, I will drop it. There. Can you check your life very well? Whether you are in school, whether you are in anything, you are a married woman, you are a married man, you are in business, you are in academics, you are in anything, any office, you are a footballer, you are a coach, you do any work, can you go inside yourself and begin to check your relationship? How has it been? It might be that it has not been well for many, many years back and you are still managing it up to today, thinking that it is well. But God is saying no. Even if you have married and the marriage you know you didn't start it well, you must say, God, please, this marriage did not start well, but I just covered it. But now I have to make amendments. I return back to you, Lord. Please, I want to make amendments. Listen, don't cover anything, no. You must look at your life very deep. Look at your life very, very well and check. Is it anger that has made your relationship with God not to be what it should be? Is it stealing that has made your relationship with God not to be what it should be? What is that that has made your relationship with God not to be what it should be? You must check yourself very well today and say, Lord, from today, I make amendments. I make amendments. I say to people at times, you might get into marriage and marriage that you get into, when you get into it, you know you didn't get into it properly well. But because you are married now and you are now beginning to have children, you thought all is well. You must go back there and say, Lord, I did not get it well from that time. Even if it looks as if everything is covered now, Lord, I am asking you, have mercy on me. Restore. Restore. You must check your life well. You must trace where you got it wrong. Your relationship with opposite sex. Your relationship with people out there. Is there anybody you have cheated? Is there anybody you are still planning to cheat? Begin to make amends. Take your life. Take how you have spent your life all the years. Say, Lord, I come back to you. 
I have discovered what I've lost. It is a relationship with God. Religion cannot replace relationship. The only thing that can bring relationship back is repentance. Repentance, repentance, repentance. And that is the gospel they have removed from the church. That is the gospel they have removed from the church. But they don't know the grace that is in that gospel. The gospel of repentance. Only repentance can bring restoration. Can you trace your life? Are you beginning to envy people? Because there are certain things they have you don't have. Are you beginning to fight with people? Are you beginning to quarrel with people? Are you bitter against your husband? Because one time or the other he cheated you. Is there anybody who has offended you that you have said forever? I can never forgive this person. It can hinder your relationship with God. Those things can be a hindrance. Are you enemy of Christ? Are you beginning to preach what is negative? And it's not the gospel of Christ. Jesus said you should return. You must ask God to forgive you today. Restoration can only come when we say, Lord, we have discovered what we have lost. We have discovered what we have lost. It is relationship and communion with God. Unbroken communion, unbroken relationship that nothing can stand between we and our Father in heaven. Nothing can stand between we and our Father in heaven. Nobody can stand between we and our Father in heaven. No father, no mother, no brother, no sister, no man, no business, no money, no car, no land. Nothing can stand between we and our relationship with God. Anywhere you got it wrong, ask God, help me today. I need to get it right. I say to you, if you impregnate a woman before you marry her, you got it wrong. Say, Lord, forgive me. I got it wrong then. That you are still moving does not mean you got it right. No. Say, Lord, I got it wrong. Have mercy on me. Check your life. What do you offer your children? Say, Lord, I got it wrong. I will not offer them that thing I used to offer them. I will bring them to Christ. The Bible says concerning Abraham, God knows that he will make his entire family to serve the Lord. Are you looking at your children? They are becoming wayward. Say, Lord, I will not go that direction again. I will confront them with the truth where I have heard that made them to be behaving like that. I will tell them I'm sorry, but let us return to the Lord. Let all of us return to the Lord. I have heard I will not be the one that you look at and go the wrong direction. I return to you, Jesus, today. I tell you, when we get it right, there will be restoration of everything. There will be a complete restoration of whatever you think you have lost. When David went and slept with Bathsheba, the Bible recorded God, even when he was praying, and said, let the child live. God said, no. The child will bring trouble to me. It will make the hidden to mock my name. And God slay the child. Is lady child. There is no child that you got the wrong direction that God will not slay. That God will not slay. If it is money that is the child, God will slay that child. If it is money or business you are into, God will slay it. Whatever you got through the wrong way, God will slay it. In order for the hidden not to mock his name. 
Is it phone that is that tied? God is saying, let me slay it. Take it off your life. What is that thing? Take it off your life. Take it off your life. Ask God over that girl. Take her out of your life. Don't get yourself deceived that you marry her or you marry you. Take her out of your life. Take her out of your life. Take him out of your life. God is speaking to you today. If it is stealing, say Lord today. I have seen what I have lost. I have seen what the devil is fighting every day. That God will not restore back. And I tell you God is ready to restore. If only you will repent. If only you will say Lord here I am. I repent today. I repent today. To say the Lord. If you will repent. I will restore. If you will repent. I will restore. If you will repent genuinely. I will restore. You must ask God to forgive you. You must ask God to forgive you. You must say, Lord, let the blood of Jesus wash me. I am wrong. I can't justify myself by myself. Father, let your blood speak today. Let the blood of your son Jesus speak. Let the blood of your son Jesus speak. Every life you already know, please show mercy today. All the people who have repented, please show mercy today. Show mercy today. Let your blood flow. Let mercy come. Let restoration come. Let mercy come. Let restoration come. Let mercy come. Let restoration come. We give praise to you. We celebrate you from our heart. We rejoice for what you have done again. We know that you have not finished with us. We know by tomorrow you will do greater work. We thank you. We give praise to you forever you are done. In Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in Sports Circle at Suze E23, C2C Plaza, Pocketty Road, Enutu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry, Instagram at Savior T Sports, Twitter at Savior Total, WhatsApp number 090-60222330, email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.